Welcome to episode 13 of Your Town Crime. The dart hit Milton Freewater, Oregon. This week I'll be talking about two towns that became one, and Shannon will be talking about a serial killer whose crime spree stretched from 1975 to 1998. It's a good one. We'd like to thank podbean.com for getting our podcast out there and podbelly as always for helping us get our our podcast started uh giving us all kinds of information if you are a podcaster and want to learn or like to be and learn how to do it uh, you can go to both of those websites and and get some help and uh so appreciate those guys and shout out to them if you'd like to find us online you can find our website at your town crime podcast Dot com. Uh, if you'd like to get a hold of us for whatever reason, uh, you can go to our email at yourtowncrimepod at gmail.com. Uh, we're having a lot of fun on Instagram, or trying to anyway, at yourtowncrimepod, and on Twitter at crime underscore town. You can also find us on Facebook at Your Town Crime Podcast. So go to those places and like us and follow us and all that kind of stuff. Go to wherever you'd like to listen to podcast wherever that's at wherever you're listening to us right now go give us a review and and um and share please on your social media platforms that you you like uh, we would appreciate that and that five-star review and a uh an actual written review would help um if you've got something good to say if you don't have anything good to say uh, just keep it to yourself like your mama taught you all right we hope you enjoy the podcast Hey Shannon, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good, Jason. How are you? I'm doing doing fine, doing well. Yay. It's been a second since we've been here at the podcast table. It has in the basement. In the basement. It looks exactly the same, right? <laughs> no, Maybe. there's just more stuff. There's more stuff. There's a guitar, <laughs> a new guitar. Yeah, I like it. That's exciting. Yeah. And then a lot a little bit more junk. <laughs> That's but okay. One of these days we're gonna we're gonna fix this up and make it look like a podcast studio. Yes. And maybe take a picture and share it on Instagram. Yes. It's been a few weeks. It's been a few months. Yeah. Yeah. We we recorded twelve episodes uh for you guys uh originally. And we finished that in November, I think. Yes. October, November. And yeah, it was right before the election. Mm-hmm. What a mess that's been. But here we are. We're past it. We're we're, we got through it. So, uh, 2021, 2021 is here. <laughs> Things are getting back to num- normal. The COVID numbers are going down fast in our area anyway. Yes. People are traveling. We're hearing things about, uh, we're fixing, I'm fixing to travel. Uh, where are you uh, going? To, to Maine. Okay. To Maine. What are you going to do up there? We're going to travel. Okay. To we're travel going, to Maine. To travel to Maine. Yeah. We're going to go to there. Uh, we <laughs> went to, uh, somebody's going to get that reference. And, uh, well, we had, uh, me and my wife had COVID, we got it and we've had it in the last 90 days. And I've also been vaccinated Okay. with both, both doses. Did you get sick the second time since you had it previously? Uh, a little bit. It hit pretty, it pretty, hit pretty fast. Mm-hmm. I, I went during the work day 
and before I got off work, I was pretty sore. Okay. Like my body just started aching, and, and I hit the couch. I hit the recliner. Okay. No like, fever. Uh, I don't. I didn't check. Oh, okay. But I was like, <laughs> I'm done for the day. He told my wife, I said, I'm done for the day. This is where I'm at. <laughs> How, does that work for you guys? <laughs> it worked. That I mean, it does for my husband too. <laughs> it, I mean, that that day it did, and uh, and I said, they they warned me that I might feel this. So, just you know, I might be here, uh-huh. but I wasn't. The next day I was fine. I went back to work, but. It wasn't too bad. My wife's pregnant. Hey, that's brand new news. Yeah. We'll move into that. My wife's pregnant and has COVID, so that created some difficulties and some things uh, triggered with her doctor, and we had to go through that. She had to go through that. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it wasn't too great. It wasn't too fun, but she's through that process now, and May 27th, we'll have a new little new little kid oh. running around. Well, well, not running not, just not yet. yet. <laughs> not yet. We don't know. For you guys out there wondering... We don't know what it's if it's a girl or a boy. Oh gosh, I don't know how you guys do it. Well, we're not nursery people, I guess. Uh-huh. So uh, we waited with my first my first born Huck. We waited with him, and hey, it's a boy, and it's it's pretty exciting. Yeah, the patient. That would be special. Yeah. So, I just need to know what kind of clothes I need to buy. Well, we we well, we're not registering this time. Okay. Uh, for we're not doing a shower or anything like that. <clears throat> I don't think, but. Just white onesies is kind of what we picked. Uh-huh. Because we just don't know. And newborns, they grow, grow them so quick. Right. That's true. We knew that that the grandmothers would, if it was a girl, they would just spoil it. Oh, my goodness. Quick, so, yes. You know, they grow oh. out of onesies fast. And those newborn stuff. Does so your tiny. son, does he want? He wants a brother. A brother. He wants okay. A brother. Yeah. Okay. He wants a brother. So that's the exciting news. And Shannon, let me talk about what you did today. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. You guys. Yeah, go ahead. <sighs> I'm so tired. <laughs> we ran, I, actually, I ran a half marathon this morning in the pouring rain. It was awesome. And our local city put it on and it was so much fun, even under awful conditions. It was great. Like they, will, they ran through flooding roads. Yes. Like every time I hit a puddle, I was pissed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you hit, there was wet shoes anyway, but when you had to go through, there was standing water on yes. one of the roads. Yeah, a like couple across, of the roads. Across mm-hmm. the road, yeah. Yep. So there was flash flood warnings uh, being issued on phones and stuff after they started. Yeah, we had a thunderstorm delay at the beginning, but it was. I, I was glad to be done with it, yeah. but it was good. I was, I was proud of her. A lot of her friends ran it. A lot of our people people in our town ran it, so that's that's good. That's exciting. Yeah, it was. It was so nice going to a race and you live in the city because you can just walk out the door right before it starts. You right. know, we've always ran races in an hour or even more, go to a different state and run, so right. you'd have to be there really early. <laughs> right. Yeah, so that was really nice and convenient. That, that was, and it was neat seeing the people in our town that, that, that helped put it together, mm-hmm. all the work that they put in, and even though it rained and stormed and – and things that happened, the love was still shown in their oh, little yeah. town. Oh, yeah. They did so good. It yeah. was like a professional, like a race, a huge race you would go to. Yeah. And it's a Sunday, and it's Palm Sunday. Uh, so that was that was a little different. But uh, our, our stores downtown, we've got a little Hallmark town uh, downtown. They all stayed open and mm-hmm. are opened up, uh, yeah. special just for this. And kind of gave uh, the coffee shop was open for for people to go get coffee mm-hmm. and warm up and hot chocolate after the race, and that was nice. 
Um, Some restaurants served brunch, and it was right. really good. Yeah. It was it was fantastic. It was nice. So hopefully this will be like an annual thing. Yeah, that'd be great. It's uh, maybe a little traffic. Maybe do something with the traffic. <laughs> that was a little crazy. Uh, yeah, a little bit, but it'd be crazy even if you were in a big city. Yeah. So things are things have been happening. It's happening. Let's this see, podcast this is, is happening. This podcast is still going on. <laughs> we want to thank you guys for listening. Some of you, uh, but we feel like we've got fans. Well, you guys haven't told us that you're fans. So yeah. we have legit listeners. It feels like it. We have, uh, we're, we're almost, we're at 75-ish. Well, I didn't look before the show, but uh, before we started recording. But we're all, we're going to reach 100 followers on Instagram pretty soon. Yay. I feel like. Um, I wish we could roll the tape back and I could remember what you said in November. Oh, October. I did write that. Back. You had I it? it. Okay, I wrote it down because when, <laughs> when I did the editing, I, I wrote it down. Yeah, we uh, we made bets, kind of where we're going to be and how many <laughs> what what we're going to be when we we start we do this podcast. Okay. Uh, you said a hundred subscribers, and subscribers is a weird thing. I can't really see that because people subscribe over different. Uh, different accounts yeah and Mm -hmm. some of them are or others they'll just say other Uh and i don't really don't know what those others are it's weird i'm i'm still we're still learning that stuff okay uh but apple we have some followers Uh subscribers uh not 100 Uh but downloads we can track that pretty well and we have well over 100 downloads okay uh we have a few episodes some of the uh, Pinedale, Wyoming was a very popular one. Uh, Andrews was our first one. And that being the first one, that's one that a lot of people listen to mm-hmm. first. Whether, <laughs> that, <laughs> really? that was our first one, and they're like, great, that's the one they listen to. All Everybody goes. But Pinedale was very yeah, – that was a good one. A lot okay. of we, That's in second place as far as listeners go. Um, and they're both around 80. They're 80-plus. They're fighting. They're kind of – I think Pinedale might actually catch Andrews at some point. Okay. So it's getting close. Um, but That's got, so exciting and so weird that people are listening to us ramble about I know. this stuff. And <laughs> all over the world. All Listen, people. All People have listened to us in Indonesia, Russia, Germany, United Kingdom, Ireland. Canada. Like, Canada. We've got... We do have fans in Canada. Okay. Because that seems pretty consistent. So, hey, to you people in Canada, thank you so much for listening to us. We, we appreciate that. Australia. Uh, we'll see where else I'm trying to think France pretty yeah, sure I think so I think that's what uh, you said yeah I just can't I, I just can't believe it that's when that wild pops up, so. it is weird uh, I wonder if they think we sound weird Maybe. I'm sure they do <laughs> I said 500 subscribers so we'll say 500 listens and 500 followers we're a long way from 500 followers on anything uh-huh. uh, we have real one real live follower on Twitter <laughs> and he's your brother-in-law <laughs> He's such uh, a great that, supporter. I do have a, a friend uh, that has another podcast, uh, the, the Dad Time Out podcast. Okay. Uh, that follows us, and he's given us some hints, and he is in sh- the showbiz uh, world. World. Okay. He says the entertainment industry. We say showbiz because we're not in the <laughs> entertainment industry. Uh, I guess we kind of are, but we're not making money, so evidently we're not. We're not. So in it's that showbiz. Okay. For us, I guess I don't know. <laughs> But uh, <clears throat> he has a, a lengthy entertainment industry uh, resume, and gave him gave me some uh, 
some tips there. And he follows us on Twitter, so look at them at the Dad Timeout Podcast. Uh, they're pretty pretty neat. I listen to them. They're a regular listening for me. And uh, that's pretty – I want to thank you, MK. Thanks for that. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for your help. And he'll text <laughs> me every once in a while, how's the podcast going? And that's uh, that's pretty uplifting, you know. That, that helps out. Just that friend out there. That is good. And he's in California, so that's neat too. Yeah, that's awesome. Maybe he can help us go from showbiz to – the entertainment industry yeah. yeah yeah so we've got almost uh, 800 listens that's 800 weird. downloads so that's uh that's a lot of people who have listened to our voice and uh i'm really sorry <laughs> i said something about my map my mom listened to all of them uh-huh uh, she hasn't listened to one has i don't she? think so but my dad has listened to every episode <laughs> oh, and he'll, dad. Every, hey dad how's it going bud <laughs> and he uh he lets me know he'll say little he'll like throw little things out every once in a while i'm like oh, he's listening and i've got uh, two buddies that listen to every sh- episode and i uh, appreciate them uh josh and lou appreciate that yeah so, thank you yeah. and brad he's brad, great yeah brad listens and he's in he's traveling right now to alaska again again yeah <laughs> We're one of our favorite spots i've been there with him and so hey to brad <laughs> Shout out our number one fan. Yeah, he's the, he's the one real life follower on Twitter. <laughs> Jason's dad and Brad, yeah. <laughs> my brother in law. Thank you. That's right. And Emily, my wife, has listened to all the episodes, uh-huh. and uh, she says she likes them. And she's not one to hand out compliments e- easily to me, anyway. <laughs> no, She'll, she's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is sweet, but she doesn't. She's not gonna. She's gonna tell me. She's gonna shoot straight. Yeah, and uh, and she does and. Thank you guys again for listening. I w- we want you guys to know that we're just normal people. We're not in the entertainment industry. We we weren't on a, a TV show at one time, and now we're putting together a podca- podcast because it's the quarantine and all that kind of stuff. We're just normal people, just like most of the people in this world. Yes, and we're not investigators. We're and- not. We're not. <laughs> we're not investigators. We don't have a lot of research. Uh, you guys have probably understood figured this out (laughs) it's not too hard but we have one guy who evidently didn't didn't figure it out we've had one bad review and uh he he's a he i assume it was a he i was a native of hilton head south Mm. carolina and sir we do apologize that we don't know as much about as much about your town as you do uh we'll try to do better next time yeah for sure Uh, but hilton head uh i I did follow the coastal discovery museum on instagram Uh uh-huh it's so interesting. Oh. I've learned so much about Hilton Head since then. And the next time we go to Hilton Head or go that way, I want to go to Hilton Head just so I can go to the Discover, the, the Coastal Discovery Museum. That would be so cool yeah. if you ran into the guy who made that review. Well, I, I don't know. I'm just going to walk around Hilton Head and go, hey, and, and, and put out his, uh, his <laughs> Apple review name, whatever that his was. His handle. Yeah. Uh, but sir, we do I'm, apologize. But to the rest of you people, if we miss something in your town, we've said this on, on several episodes. If we get something wrong, we give out our email. You can let us know and we'll fix it. He said, you know, we, we can't, you know, if we get something wrong, we're getting, we're just doing what you guys would do. And just our whole researching premise, online and seeing what we can, we can find. So right. we we're really sorry. I wish we could devote a ton of time to researching and really diving in and we are trying our best but we have limited resources too right and the uh, the basis of this podcast is throwing a dart at a map and then kind of 
Googling what what's up with that town mm-hmm. and finding what makes that town tick and the history of it and the true crime. And, you know, I said when, when I was a kid, I would, I would spin a globe, put my finger down, and then pull out the encyclopedia. So all I could see was what the encyclopedia said. So, you know, we don't have a lot of time. Of course, this one we've had a couple of months, but that's beside <laughs> the point. We just love researching and doing our own stuff. Right. And we're not professionals. And we appreciate everyone who has listened. And we've had a ton more great reviews. Right. Just those bad ones really stick with us. So. No, nah, it didn't bother <laughs> me that much. I thought it was funny. I was like, I'd like to hear his podcast on our town. You know, I'm like, well, I know more about my town than you do. Of course you do. You were born and raised there. (laughs) But we really do enjoy it. And we are so grateful of the listeners that we do have. And we're excited to check out many other towns. And I do love seeing the connections. Like, we go to Pinedale. We can see something familiar to here. You know, it is really cool to see that sort of thing. So we hope you can experience some of that, too. So thanks to all of our followers. We do appreciate that. Uh, we need to, we don't have any merchandise yet. We don't know about that. We need to get some, we need to get some love back. <laughs> all right. We're putting all this effort out there for you guys. And we've got some listeners. So we need some love back. Um, give us, slide into our DMs and, <laughs> and say, hey, and let us know you're listening. And let us know you've listened to, every, if you've listened to every episode. And I can go back on Instagram and see you uh, that you've been on there for a while. We might we might try to do something for you. So just let us know. Just get on Instagram. Get on our go slide into our DMs on Instagram, <laughs> and uh, and let us know that you've listened to every episode. I want to I want to hear that. If we've done your town and you're listening right now, and we've done one of your towns and you you got hooked on uh, on this podcast because we did your town and you found us on Instagram. Uh, through whatever please let me know i want to hear that if we've done your town and we missed something or we missed something you know good bad ugly whatever uh or something cool we want to hear about it mm-hmm. in our dms yeah <laughs> or on our email so thank which you guys is our email is your town crime pod at gmail.com and um have we caught up I think so. Did we miss anything else? I don't know. COVID, election, marathon, baby. I hmm. think we're good. Shannon's a, almost a teacher, like full-fledged. Yay. She's got a couple more weeks of her student teaching. She's done all of her big papers and projects. She has State passed the practice. All yep. the pra- practices that are done. Yes. Now, time to enjoy life. Right so exciting so we'll move into do you remember where we're at milton free water oregon free water oregon we'll start with the history let me talk about this for a second this uh this brought back memories okay i let me guess you traveled to oregon i have been to oregon but that's not what brought up the memory. okay okay so i'm gener i'm a zennial i'm generation x but I'm pretty close to the end of Generation X. Uh-huh. So after me, from, I think 81 is Millennials. So I'm X and Millennials generation. So I, they call us Zennials. We don't okay. really fit because we, we where we're at the end mm-hmm. of one and the beginning of another. The internet. Right. <laughs> so we had, 
we've had the internet in our life for a long time. I was born in 79. Uh, when I was in high school, we had the internet barely at school, you know. <laughs> uh, but when I was a kid, we had computers at school, and we played the Oregon Trail. Yes. Remember that? Uh-huh. So I do remember that. that. See? That's mm-hmm. where I'm part. You're you're a millennial. Uh-huh. And we, we go we go together there. We fit, we, we fit together. And we both played the Oregon Trail. We both had computers at school, and we used them. And by the time we were out of high school, we had we had internet. You had it a lot earlier than I did. Uh, when I went to college, I think I might have been one of the first. That might have been the first year they had internet in the dorms. Okay. So yeah, that's wow. that sounds pretty old, but that was like '97, <laughs> which doesn't sound like it was a long time ago f- to to me. But that was that was that was a little ways back. That's twenty. That was twenty four years ago. Yeah. So. I think I had MySpace in high school. No, I didn't have that. <laughs> no, Facebook wasn't around till after I was out of college. Because at first it was just, you know, colleges for a while. And it uh-huh. got to bigger colleges and smaller colleges. And I was already out. Uh, so I didn't have that student what student was, email. It was but like it was, I AOL was chat yeah. or Yahoo chat. Yeah, I had some of that. I wasn't too much into that. But yeah. we did have it. It was around. Or, you know, that was, that was around. The internet was around. And it that kind of thing. You could write. Napster you were was in big. The, the what? Napster. Oh yeah. Napster, where yes. we had to steal music. <laughs> oh, I stole from LimeWire. Yeah, LimeWire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what I used. Like we couldn't just get on Apple Music and play whatever song we you know pay five dollars a month or whatever it is to play whatever music we wanted to listen yeah. to. Yeah, you had to we download had to that. Download it. There were people in that had cassette tapes of uh, if you wanted to listen to a, a live show. You couldn't go on, you couldn't go to YouTube and listen to Dave Matthews. I'm I'm pulling this out because this dude had uh, bootleg tapes from Dave Matthews in the <laughs> 90s. That was his band, and that's who he followed. And he would trade bootleg tapes, and they would mail them to each other, and they would copy them and send the master <laughs> on to the next person. And that's there was hilarious. like uh, some chat room on on the internet, the brand new internet on some clunky <laughs> website. Yeah, so anyway. you were you were in that age where you could play outside and ride your bike in town and your parents not worry. Right. But then you could still get on the internet. Not quite. I mean, I not will, at yeah. that time, but I mean, you were in that era where those things happened. Those, those things happened. We could still we could still lose all of our lives playing Contra and Mario. <laughs> you know, I mean, yes. we could get we could we. I, mean, I know the 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 code to Contra, <laughs> but you know, we still would lose them all you know mario was a thing we would turn the turn the nintendo off and go outside mm-hmm. and yeah as long as you know mom turned the yellow light on or yelled or whatever we yeah. came home and i wasn't allowed you weren't allowed to mm-hmm. well i lived out in the i lived out in the. Country, i mean so. i could play on the yard but we couldn't ride our bikes to like the park or anything like how my uncles and aunts used to do right um, well we were we lived out in the country so we were riding our bikes on gravel and, and mm-hmm. in the woods, so yeah, we 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 love we every <laughs> once in a while we got to bring our t- bikes to town and ride on the the pavement. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness, it was so <laughs> smooth, it was so it was just like riding a bicycle in heaven or something. <laughs> just it was so that's hilarious, so, so much easy, different. yeah, so easy, just effortless. And, that so. is funny. All right, so the Oregon Trail was where this this rabbit, okay. this rabbit we started chasing, uh, started. The Oregon Trail came right through 
this area in Milton Freewater, Oregon. And Milton Freewater, Oregon is right on the border with Washington. Walla Walla, Washington is hard to say, and it's also uh, very close to Milton Freewater. They're both in the Walla Walla Valley. And uh, they, they're just across the line from each other. 16 miles, is that what you said? Yes. 16 mi- minutes or 16 miles or both. It's just really close. They're right there together. I've heard of Walla Walla, Washington. I don't know why, but I have. Uh, both that valley is uh, famous for wine. Uh, that's not why I've heard of it, but I've heard of Walla Walla. That's the name you're going to remember, too. You know, it's going to stick out. Um, but uh, let's see here. 15 the, minutes. 15 minutes. 10.3 miles. 10.3 miles. In the same valley and uh, just right across the border from each other. Milton Freewater is in uh, Umatilla County. And before settlers moved to the area, the Cayuse and the Walla Walla Indian tribes uh, were the people who was the people group who lived there. Uh, there were a few few trappers scattered here and there, and a French Canadian family named the Pam, Pambrums. And uh, they were the first non-native settlers to arrive in the 1830s, and some of their descendants still uh, still live close by. Uh, the first uh, wagon train that came through this. Uh, this area was in 1843, and it was uh, following the, the directions of the Whitman Party, who had already been out there in the 1830s, and he'd found success and kind of figured figured out the way of life and decided he was going to go back and start a new wagon train and start bringing people down. So this is the guy that kind of started the Oregon Trail. His uh, name was Marcus Whitman, and he, uh, he uh, actually... This is a this is a sad part in history. The Native Americans and the settlers lived pretty peaceful at this time. Uh, the settlers were new and there were few, so they worked with uh, the Native American tribes there and uh, and got to be friends. So Marcus Whitman, after he brought the the wagon train through, uh, there was there was an outbreak of measles in the Cayuse tribe and in the people in the wagon train. So it was it was Native Americans and white settlers european settlers who had the measles mm-hmm. well he started to um he started to treat them and the europeans had a little bit of a resistance to to the measles uh, they were able to fight because they had mm-hmm. had a history of of illnesses and viruses that so their immune systems were a little bit stronger the native americans did not have that because they were secluded right they've never had to fight fight the disease like like the europeans had uh so uh they the the cayuse tribe lost almost if not all of their children and like half of their adults Mm. it was awful 200 200 cayuse uh were 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 in his care and died and the cayuse in their tradition the medicine man and they they made marcus witt when he was the one that was treating them that he wasn't a doctor he was a medicine man mm-hmm. and under their their tradition if a medicine man uh if they didn't like him if if he caused if he caused that pain if he they couldn't cure if he couldn't cure him and they they held him responsible for the deaths and he was the medicine man so they took him as responsible and they raided his camp Marcus Whitman and his wife, along with 11 others, were killed on November 30th, 1847 uh, by the Cayuse tribe. 
and who which accused him of poisoning poisoning uh, 200 Cayuse under his medical care uh, for the measles. Mm. Uh, like I said, the Europeans with their immunity seemed to get get through it better. Mm-hmm. Not all of them did, but uh, some of them. It just seemed like that they were handling it better. Right. And that looks sus- suspicious to right. the Native American. Yeah, as it would. I mean, they're mm-hmm. not used to this. They don't know what this is. These Europeans, these white people came in. Um, and, and all of a sudden they get sick. They get sick. Mm-hmm. This guy treats them. All of his people are getting better. Or a lot of his people are getting better. None of their people are getting mm-hmm. better. So it's it's just a it's just a bad thing. He was trying to help. Um, you know, and history history is a little weird. Some people say he wasn't trying to help. Who knows? This is what happened. This is what I'm reading. There's a this is a huge story. You can find a lot of information on this. Uh, so if you want to look into it, it's called the Whitman Massacre. So uh, what happened after? What happened after that? Well, there was, um, it, it, it started a war in the area, um, the Cayuse War, and the Cayuse kind of kind of went off. I mean, they were mad. They were upset, um, as you would be. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is completely, these people completely changed your, your way of life. And a lot of people in your tribe died as a, a direct cause Mm -hmm. uh so so all around washington state and oregon what you know modern day washington state and oregon there was uh there was uprisings and the other uh the other native american tribes kind of stayed away from the cayuse because it would bring trouble Mm -hmm. um so after uh things didn't things things went kind of crazy uh there was a lot of a lot of tensions a lot of a lot of raids uh, a lot of a lot of hard times for the settlers and the Native Americans in the area. Um, there was, they did have a trial eventually, and um, there were two tribal leaders uh, from the from the Cayuse tribe who stepped forward, who were present at the original incident, and three additional Cayuse men. They all consented to go to Oregon City, and to be tried for murder. Yeah. So these five guys, these five people from the Cayuse tribe after everything that their tribe had been through um tensions were rising there was more people being sent to fight them there was this war going on other tribes were turning against them because they it was survival you know mm-hmm. there was just it was just ugly there was a lot of bad things and of course i am i'm making this very brief we could probably do an entire episode on this it's mm-hmm. so so intricate and there's so many different intricacies in involved so i'm it's a it's it's a big deal Uh, so these five guys go to oregon city and there was a trial and it was pretty pretty lengthy and um they were all five found guilty and they um they were they were hung so these five guys were found and that kind of ended uh ended you know there's there's bad feelings of course on both sides but that that ended the uh the the worst part of it you know things started to settle down uh and you can find their names i'm not going to say their names i'll uh i'll tell you what on instagram and uh i'll uh i'll link that Mm -hmm. their names because i I can't say them and i want to do them uh i don't want to do them do them an injustice by saying their names wrong so i will post their names but on June, June 3rd, 1850 is when, uh, when they were, 
when they were hung. Hmm. Uh, one observer, I'll write a, I'll read a, a, a quote. This is coming from, uh, from the, the Wikipedia, uh, and I'll link that also in our notes. Um, one observer wrote that we have read of heroes of all times. Never did we read of or believe that such heroism as these, this is his words, as these Indians exhibited could, could exist. They knew what to be accused was to be condemned and that they would be executed in the civilized town of Oregon city. Mm -hmm. So these five guys, they knew what they were doing. They knew if they were found guilty and that they probably would be found guilty, that they would die. And they still did that for their people. And, uh, that's a, that's a pretty, that's an amazing Bold, brave, brave thing to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, I will post their their names so you can see those as a. Uh, so I don't I don't try to say their names and and ruin them. So uh, find that on Instagram, and uh, I'll just make a, a post with their names, and uh, I don't know it's not a lot. It's just Instagram in 2021, but it's something we're saying. I'm going to put their names out there again. Okay, so uh, getting into more modern times and of the town of Milton Freewater. Um, now the uh, the population is around seven thousand. Of course, it didn't. It started with uh, zero Europeans anyway. There was the there was the Native American tribes there. It's in uh, Umatilla County, and that's. Uh, a good thing is that a lot of the Native American names and and tribe names and rivers and all that kind of stuff is still is still named that. So that's that's a good thing. If there's going to be their you know their heritage, their history is still there in some way. What little it's worth, there that is that is a thing. Um, Milton Freewater was incorporated in 1950, so the the town of Milton Freewater. It's fairly new, but there's a lot, a lot more history as we've talked about already. Um, but as far as the town name, there were two towns. There was Milton and Freewater. Okay. All right. Milton was formed first. Milton was settled in 1868, uh, officially. In 1872, W.S. Frazier, he laid off a town site and gave land across Main Street to a man for a hotel. And um, he sold 15 acres and the water rights to John Miller for a grist mill. What about that? John Miller was a miller. <laughs> In 1873, M.V. Wormington built the first residence in Milton. And, um, and the name Milton was selected and applied. they applied for a post office, the first post office. It was known to be uh, conservative in nature. The town was a sober town with high standards of education. Uh, crop farming uh, became prevalent, and they the profit profits from that started uh, fairly quickly. And you want to guess what they what they did first? You got any idea what they do now? Mm -mm. No, no. You know who <laughs> she's like that. I got to stump Shannon somehow. <laughs> uh, so well, they started out with crop farming. Like I said, they did uh, tobacco. 
No, not tobacco. They did uh, tree fruits and berries. Oh, I would first. have never guessed that. Yeah. Now it's a nice. There's a lot of wine. Okay. Up in that area, um, so that's that's the new thing, okay. and they're everywhere. So, yeah, hang out to the end, and I'll tell you some some cool places to go if you ever uh, make it to this area of the world. But yeah, the uh, fruit trees and berries uh, became their first uh, cash crop in 1882. They had a population of 400. They had two general stores, two drug stores, a variety store, one mineral store, a hotel restaurant, three saloons, and it said it was a sober city. And we talk about we talk about prohibition later. Mm-hmm. And so, but they had three saloons. I guess saloons was just a place. Maybe that was just a just a rant. Like that's what they called restaurants. Oh, maybe place to go in get some place. To get something to drink, sit down. They call it a saloon. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But mm-hmm. when I think of saloon, I think of they're going to go in there and, and get a drink, a mm-hmm. strong drink. Um, so there's that. Freewater, another town that was separate from Milton at that time. It was started in 1889. The, prohibi- the prohibition of alcohol was a big reason. They got, they're like, we go to Milton and we can't drink, so mm-hmm. let's make our own town where we can drink. H.H. Mm. H. Hansen was part of the Dozen Odd. That's what they called themselves, the Dozen Odd people. This man named Mahana came in and he laid out a town site just north of the depot, uh, not too far away from, from Milton. And he wanted to call this place the New Walla Walla. And everybody from Milton started making fun of it. And the uh, the newspaper, the Milton Eagle, started publishing stories about this dude wanting to start this new town called new walla walla <laughs> and making fun of the name and all that so he said okay i'm going to change the name and he wanted to call it walla et so milton the milton eagle started making fun of that name and like they started making fun of the, all the people that wanted to to start a new town called walla et so mahana he decided i'm going to change it again and like they made had a meeting this time and like other people Got to put their two cents in, thank goodness, because he wasn't mm-hmm. very good at naming towns. And they decided they would name it Freewater because free water was given to all the, the home sites. So if you built a bought a home site, you had free use to the water. Okay. Uh, water rights was a big deal out west. Uh, back in the day, uh, water was a high commodity because if you didn't have water, you couldn't make money. Mm-hmm. You couldn't have a crop. You couldn't water your crops. So it's a big deal. There was wars over it. Uh, there was all over the place in the West. Uh, Billy the Kid, you've heard of him. He was involved in a mm-hmm. in a water rights. Uh, we talked about John Chisholm and uh, the Eureka Springs episode. John Chisholm, if you've seen that that movie, it was all over water rights. So these guys came in. They named it Free Water. They started the Free Water Herald News and. Um, they battled back and forth between Freewater and Milton. The Milton Eagle uh, and people from Milton would call Freewater Jerkwater. And there was a pretty big pretty big uh, rivalry going on. And then in 19, it was uh, incorporated in 1902. They had six saloons. Uh, so they were like, all right, we got our own town now. We mm-hmm. don't have to do what Milton's saying. So we're going to open six saloons. They had the, o, the O-R-N-N. That's what it's called, the O-R-N-N. Or an N. I don't know how you say it, if it's the O R or the <laughs> or an N. The the 
Boozerino. Oh, my. Was the name of one of the saloons. The Palace. Uh, that You could play games there, card games and uh, roulette. And you could ride your horse into the saloon. Oh. Yeah. Pretty, that's pretty cool. That, that's pretty cool. Uh, I guess it's like a, like instead of a drive-thru, you had a trot through i guess i don't know interesting yeah you just ride your horse through get a I drink like and and trot out <laughs> trot out the other side i don't know uh the old kentucky and the gallon house so i guess you get your your drinking gallons there hmm. all right so after world war ii uh, they started talking about joining the two towns uh they still had the rivalry so some people were like we're not joining jerk water uh <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they they went to the state and they're like, what do we have to do? And they said the states have to they have to have an election, they have to have a vote, and it has to win by majority in both towns. So in 1950, the in November, the election was held, and the city was born. Free Water voted uh, 244. Excuse me, let me let me put a pause in there. 244 and 204 against. Uh, Milton had 464 for and 167 against. Mm. So uh, it was unanimous pretty much. I mean, free water was about half and half, but uh, Milton carried carried pretty heavy. So they took over, and they're probably like, well, we're bigger. We'll just take over free water and, and uh, jerk water, and we'll be good. <laughs> um, I wonder if they still have some of those. Yeah, well that that dude he lives over in Jerkwater. <laughs> yeah, my granddad he talked told me about his family. They they're the, some of them Jerkwater families. Wait, I don't is know. This, is this Rick? <laughs> is Rick back? I guess so. <laughs> That's my Wild West voice. Um, Brad liked Rick. Hey, Brad. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, but this uh, Milton Milton Freewater is uh, it's 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 a cool town now. There's a lot of uh, wineries in the area. Okay, so I actually tagged Free Water Cider on Instagram in one of our stories. Uh, so find that find them on Instagram and uh, at Free Water Cider. That's their handle. Easy enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, so go to them. They've got some cool pictures of the apples that they harvest uh, locally. Harvest and they make cider, hard cider out of it. It's pretty cool. If anybody wants to send us a bottle, I think we'll we could. We'll take it. Uh, like I said earlier, slide into our DMs and we'll give you a P.O. box where you can send that. Uh, so thanks, Free Water, or any wine from the area. So, Shannon, that's uh, Milton Free Water in a very large nutshell. <laughs> Sorry, well, I I'm glad that you had a lot that you could say because I did not find a ton of crime stuff that I thought would be engaging in an audience, which is a good thing. I like coming across that because that means your town is so sweet and not a lot of bad stuff is happening. I saw uh, there was a lot of like so-and-so killed so-and-so and and they went to jail right away. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of that. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't find a lot of detail about that Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There was just, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of, there's, there is crime in the area and there are. There's a lot of there is uh, murder in the area, but it, it it seems to be pretty isolated and local. That has mm-hmm. to do with families or a dispute, and it's solved pretty quick. Right. Uh, but you guys are true crime podcast fans, so you Need like the more. juicy stuff, right? <clears throat> right. So I'm going to talk about a serial killer, 
And so we know each and every serial killer has a first victim. Unfortunately for Susan Savage, who was 22 at the time, and Patrick Oliver, who was 21, it started with them in Walla Walla, Washington, only 16 minutes away from Milton Freewater, Oregon. Robert Lee Yates, have you heard of him? Have you heard of that name? I, I don't think so. It's possible. I, I have heard of his name um, before. So it was interesting to see what was happening with this guy. But he um, is one of the country's most known serial killers, Jason, killing at least 13 people that we know of or that he's been convicted of. Yates was an Army vet who served two decades as a helicopter pilot for the U.S. Army. He was married and have five children. He even, his career was a prison guard corrections officer with the Washington State of Corrections in Walla Walla. It appeared as if he was an upstanding citizen, you know, someone you would trust. He has five kids. He's married. He has a good job. He spent a lot of time in the Army. He was well respected in his career and in the Army. But as most serial killers do, they had a lot of secrets. So his first victims, um, Savage and Oliver, dated back to 1975, two decades before a string of murders throughout Washington State. Savage and Oliver were a young couple who went east of Mill Creek to enjoy a picnic together. It was reported that the area they were in was where Yates liked to target practice. It was reported that the area they were in is where Yates liked to target practice. This put the young couple's fate in Yates' path. He executed the couple, shooting Savage twice and Oliver three times in the head. Yates then placed the deceased bodies under a pile of brush in the wooded area. The couple's remains, though, were found a few days later. But it took 25 years for Yates to admit to the killing of the young couple in 1975. So the family didn't have closure. The friends didn't have closure. They just knew their friends and their loved ones went out for a picnic and never returned and were found brutally murdered, covered up. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. From 1996 to 1998, Yates would solicit multiple prostitutes and kill them. He would also rape he would rape them. Even though he was soliciting the prostitutes, he would also brutally rape them, you know, after he would engage with them. Um, he would always kill his victims with gunshot wounds to the head. 16-year-old Jennifer Joseph was found on August 26, 1997 in a secluded area. Her body was severely decomposed when authorities found her. Law enforcement were able to retrieve DNA samples from semen swabs that match Yates. In November 1997, Darla Sue Scott, who was 29 at the time, was found in a shallow grave, her head covered with a plastic bag, with two gunshot injuries to the head. And in just a month later, in December, Melinda Mercer, 24, was found with a plastic bag covering her head, in which she died from apparent gunshot wounds to the head as well. So this guy already started like an M.O., he yeah. would execute, he would find prostitutes, execute them with some gunshot wounds, and then put a plastic bag over their head. Some of the victims, he would give them a shallow grave, and some he would just dump out. He was consistent, so they were able to 
to figure out like there is a crazy guy who is a serial killer they were able to pinpoint like this is not just like a random person you know this is not a random murder we can see these are similar right okay so two weeks after the discovery of mercer the body of laurel wasson 31 years old was found in a pit of gravel with a fatal gunshot wound to the head the killer also put a plastic bag around her head a fingerprint from the plastic bag was found and sent in for a DNA sample. Right next to her body, though, more remains were located. Sean McLennan, 39-year-old at the time of death, a plastic bag was also covering the victim's head. This victim also had traces of DNA on her body and matter from Yates' backyard. Five more victims, Sonny Oster, Linda Mabin, Michelle Durning, Connie Ellis, and Melody Murphin's bodies were found in 1998. Yates was arrested in April 2000 for the murder of Jennifer Joseph. After the arrest, a search warrant was conducted on Yates's white Corvette that the victim was last seen in. During the search of the vehicle, police discovered blood that they were able to link directly to Jennifer and Yates. They were also able to tie the 12 other victims' DNA from the vehicle. So they kept collecting wow. DNA from the semen on these women. Good job. And that proved to come in very handy when he was linked to Jennifer by his white Corvette. Yeah, that's great. Melody Murphin, she was 43, and she disappeared in 1998 and was the last victim of Yates. She was buried outside of Yates' bedroom window, so he brought her home to him. He stated, and I saw on, I think it was Wikipedia or Murderpedia, that he wanted to see her every day. So that's why he buried her there. And he would actually, his wife said, plant flowers on her grave every day. So he was weird. He would even <laughs> <laughs> like to, to say, say the least. least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was very odd and sick. His wife, Linda, had no idea of the heinous side that her husband had. When authorities interrogated Yates, he spilled all the details to avoid the death penalty. Finally, in October 2000, Robert Lee Yates pled guilty to 13 counts of murder and one attempted murder. Okay, hey, all right. Hang on. I okay. got I got to go back to his wife for a second. Okay. Supposedly she had no right. idea. So what did she but she noticed him planting flowers every day in this one spot. Not every day, but oh, okay. I mean like she he would plant flowers there and water them. Like he oh, okay. he would do that and she didn't notice it until like she didn't put two and okay, two together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. Like he has been spending a lot of right. time there. And she also said he would say that he's going to go hunting. And when he told her hunting, she oh, thought he so meant creepy. literal hunting. And he was. He was hunting right. these women and killing them. But he would always spray cologne on them and stuff. And she didn't think about it till later how odd that was. Because when you go hunting, you don't put cologne on. The animals will smell you. Exactly. Usually you put yeah. deer pee on you. You don't <laughs> yeah. put cologne on you. Yeah. So, like, those little You're things she didn't realize. Girls, but the, well, you're trying to attract, I guess, if you're putting dope, the wrong kind of female. If you're putting dope is on you, you're not, you're not trying <laughs> to attract girls. You're trying to attract the guys. Yes. So she had no idea. And I think I read something about um, at like four in the morning, police raided their house. And they they didn't even find the body, though, like that he had buried. They didn't find her right away. They uh, 
ended up interrogating him about Jennifer Joseph. And he admitted to not get the death penalty. He had to prove, like, I know I've killed other people and let me prove it to you. Wow. Go look in my backyard at this spot. And they had already searched and canvassed everything. Underneath the well-watered flowers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and it was a pretty shallow grave, I think, um, is what I read. So, <clears throat> finally, in October 2000, Robert Lee Yates pled guilty to 13 counts of murder and one attempted murder. So, this one lady, I didn't write this in here, but I'm just going to go off memory. This one woman was a prostitute, and he picked her up. She was going to do him a favor he got a little rough. She said no. He shot her. He thought he shot her. It just grazed her skull, but it like kind of knocked her out a little bit, and right. he thought she was dead. So yeah. he left. She got away, went to the hospital, reported it. I mean, they had to do an x-ray to make sure. I mean, she was bleeding pretty heavily, but there was it had missed her skull, thankfully. Later... She saw him arrested on the news and was like, oh, crap, that's the guy. That's the guy. He, he's the one who did this to me. So she, thankfully, was able to miss that um, yeah. fate. Oh, wow. Okay, so he pled guilty to 13 counts of murder and one attempt of murder. He was sentenced to 408 years in jail. He was later convicted of two more murders and was sentenced to death. In 2018, though, Yates' death sentence, as well as all Washington State's death row inmates, was commuted to life in prison without the possibility of parole. So he will never... He'll never see the light of day again. No. That's great. And he was sick. Yeah, I love... It's uh, so creepy. He's like the guy next door, though. I mean, his yeah. credentials with the Army, um, his job, five kids... Uh, to his kids and to his wife, we uh, we hope you guys are doing doing okay. Uh, that's pretty tough. And to to the families of all the victims, I hope you have some closure. Um, I always feel weird about this part. You know, after know. it's over, you just feel like this was real. This was really somebody's life. Real lives were ended by this horrible man, and hopefully, they will be remembered in some way. Uh, because of podcast and because, you know, we're putting their, their stories out there. Yes. And it's interesting. I had read some other stuff about how a lot of people, psychologists who study these serial killers and, you know, people who get off on this sort of stuff, how his first murders were in 1975, but he had a long period till, until 1996 before he killed again. And right. then it was just so repetitive after. Wow. I mean, just Something so many back to back. That kicked him back off, yeah. Mindhunter, did mm -hmm. you watch Mindhunter mm -mm. on Netflix? It's, it's pretty neat. Is it well, good? They, yeah, it's uh, based on a true story where a guy went in a, and, and investigated what made serial killers serial, serial killers. Yeah. What made them tick. He, uh, I did read, this was before he was born, mm -hmm. but his grandmother killed his grandfather with oh, an wow. axe. Wow. And I read that on Wikipedia. Um, so that, take that it for what it is. story was told around the, the, Maybe the family. And it just stuck just with no them. no kidding. No telling. I mean, obviously, that going back a couple generations, things weren't great. So Yeah. So, wow. but this guy was, what I said that part to say from 1975 to 1996, P people who, professionals who uh, 
talk with and analyze serial killers and notorious killers, right. he probably killed in between that. We just don't know just about don't it. Know. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, okay. So right. it wasn't that he... I something that he, his, something was taking his time up and he stopped. Well, and what I read was... tipped him off, you know, that started all this over again in the 90s. Yeah. What I read was it wasn't like that, that he more than likely did kill in between. Just because when he started in 96 to 98, it was just so, I mean, oh, wow. each month it would be one or two. I Scary. mean, yeah, terrifying. Well, I'm sure they've they've tracked his, his whereabouts himself if he did any traveling during that time and, and got outside the area. Right. Which he did travel a lot because he used to teach uh he would go to different bases, I think, and teach people how to fly helicopters because oh that's what goodness. he did in the Army. Wow. And so they looked at several different states but couldn't really link anything. But with the couple that he killed first, he didn't put the bag over their head like he did the other victims. So right. I don't know if that was like a new habit that he did later okay. or, you know, wow. his signature. I don't know. Right? Isn't yeah, that what they call it? Signature, okay. Yeah, that's the same. So, yeah, they'll, they'll use knots and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people tie knots. The same kind of rope, that kind of deal. But anyway. Yeah. Um, all right, so there we go. That's Milton Freewater. This is our first real-time <laughs> episode. Uh, we're recording this on a Sunday. It will be released on a Tuesday. So we're uh, we're caught up with you guys. We're in the same, same time uh, as you guys. We're not couple months behind so we'll be talking about current events and bringing some of that stuff up what's going on i'll talk about my trip next week yeah and uh fill y'all in i'm i can travel uh i can travel i meet two of the four requirements to be able to travel during covid i have had covid in the last 90 days and i've also had both of my vaccines okay so anyway we're uh, flying into portland we're going uh we're gonna spend some time in bar harbor and in Kenny Bunkport. So we're going to okay. stay on the coast. Uh, if you're from that so area, fun. if you're from that area, hey, uh, I'm not opposed. Just let me know. If you're from Maine, you're from you're from Bar Harbor or Kenny Bunkport, let me know. Best restaurants. Go. Best restaurants, yeah. <laughs> I know about Allison's and uh, Kenny Bunkport. I'm going to stop at uh, Red's in some town north of Portland, between Portland and Camden. I can't remember the name of the town. I'm sorry. What's the temp going to be like? It'll be a little cooler. I'm going to prepare for, for some cold weather yeah. and uh, try to prepare Emily for it. But uh, lobster, lots of r- lobster rolls. I'm just going to try because everybody's got their world-famous lobster roll, and I have to try them all. Okay. So hopefully uh, seafood, everything's just kind of opening back up for the seasons up there. Okay. Uh, so there will be restaurants that aren't open yet. So one of the places we're staying. Uh, but we're still going to get some good food. Okay, okay. where are we going to throw this dart at? I where don't know are we going to aim for it? it? I have no idea. You want to go? I don't care. Whatever. Where should I? Where were we trying to aim for last time? We're trying uh, to get northeast and not in Rome like you kept getting in Rome. <laughs> okay. kind of hard to Trying to get around Boston or somewhere around there. Yes. But uh, anywhere would be fine. Okay. All right. Shannon's getting up to throw the dart. (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. Oh, New Jersey. Close to New York. Shannon threw the dart and she hit. Edison, New Jersey. Good job. Yay. (laughs) She didn't hit the Atlantic Ocean. She got close, but it was in New Jersey. I was like, all right, this is going to be good. New Jersey. (laughs) 
There's going to be, I feel like, some interesting stuff right here. Let's just speculate what we'll have. We'll have any mob stuff. Maybe. Tony Soprano, he he lived in New Jersey. Edison, New Jersey? I don't think so. (laughs) I can't remember where he lived that long, too long ago. Uh, When when it faded to black in the diner. You don't know what happened? (laughs) Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, anyway. Next week, we'll be... Edison, New Jersey, but before you go, we want you to know where to find us. You can find us at yourtowncrimepod at gmail.com. That's our email. If we missed anything or if you're from one of these towns and you want to uh, send us something or you want to add something, uh, email us and we'll get back in touch with you and we'll add something onto the next pod- podcast. You can get us on Instagram at Your Town Crime Pod. That's where I'm spending a lot of time. Instagram uh, seems like we're doing some connections there. Uh, I'm getting more involved on Twitter at Crime underscore Town. Starting to share things and share things from Twitter back to Instagram and working on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, social media is kind of kind of weird and trying to reach out to people and get a hold of people is not what I've done before. I like to do my thing and stay away from people. <laughs> people yeah like that was just weird social media but i i don't know it's uh i look at the things on instagram you know I've, the guitar things and and uh weightlifting and that kind of stuff and running and not that i run anymore but there's a few <laughs> runners that i follow and uh things people that i you know just like everybody else does i think mm-hmm. uh stay out of politics and all that and all the nastiness uh but anyway going to edit all that out so <laughs> i don't know why i said it that was for me and you shannon all right so so yeah twitter check us out there uh facebook nobody's really doing anything on facebook my mom did like me on facebook though. oh okay i've got like it's you me my friend josh that i talked about earlier there's like six people yeah and that's my it. mom yeah. and like, well to be fair nobody really but your mom gets on facebook anymore yeah that's yeah. right yeah i get on facebook and i don't really see the people like you don't ever put anything on facebook i don't want to put anything on facebook yeah yeah, so Ugh. I put my nice shiny pictures on Facebook or on Instagram, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but we do everything our post on Instagram ends up going on Facebook anyway. So that's there. If you guys want to start a group or something, that's fine. I don't know. Patreon page. We don't have that. Yeah, we have to wait till we get a little bit more. Yeah, if you guys want to send us money, we'll uh, email <laughs> us and we'll let you send us some money. We'll <laughs> we'll hook, hook that up real fast. But uh. I'm going to link this in our notes. If you want to go to Milton Freewater, you can uh, go check out some of these places. And this is from vacationidea.com. I will link this site to uh, to our Instagram, and I'll, uh, I'll link the, the whole thing to uh, on, on Twitter. Uh, vacationidea.com. The nine best things to do in Milton Free Water is Harris Park, a nice park there. Uh, Zebra Cellars in Milton Free Water, Oregon. Uh, that's a winery. Uh, there's going to be several of those on here. Dragon's Gate Brewery and Free Water, Milton Free Water, Oregon. Of course, I just said that. I had to read the entire thing. Blue, the Blue Mountain Cider Company, Fraser Farmstead Museum. There we go. Farmstead Museum. It looks beautiful. Looks like there's a nice garden there. There's the Joe Humbert Family Aquatic Center. with They've got a water slide and other fun things to do there. Uh, the Pettits 
How do you say N-O-I-R-S? Noir? I think so. I, like right. Pinot Noir? P-E-T-I-T-S. N-O-I-R. Yeah, how do you spell Pinot Noir? Yeah. Okay. Okay, there's Pettit's Noir Chocolates. I believe I said that right. Uh, they've got, it's a boutique chocolatier. It looks yummy. And uh, Clay in Motion Incorporated Pottery Studio. So there's that. There's also Kelly's Restaurant. And as I mentioned before, our friends at Free Water Cider that, uh, that we linked to uh, in our story the other day. So those are some places to go when you're in Milton Free Water. So, all right. Thanks for listening. And we will see you guys next week. Next week. Okay. All right, bye. Bye.